Hello, friend. I am so glad you're with me, and I have something so special to share with you today, and that is that your prayers are powerful. You say, my prayers are powerful? Yes, your prayers are powerful. And I want to show you through the word of God what kind of power we have when we pray. You know, the devil, he always wants to say, your your prayers aren't powerful. Nothing happens when you pray. You know, he's told me that I don't know how many times in my Christian life and, and, you know, putting him down and putting him down. And one day I was thinking to myself, okay, what if I was a soldier in the battle? Would I want someone to say to me, keep going, you're doing a good job, keep pushing through? Or would I want someone to say, you know what, everything you do is ineffective. You ought as well quit. Well, that's the difference in the power of the Holy Spirit and his truth and the word of God and the enemy and what he wants to say, because he wants to bring his influence. The Bible says he's called the accuser of the brethren. So he's going to accuse you or accuse somebody else in your mind and say, you're not powerful. You should give up. This is too bad. This is awful. You'll never make it through with this, but you're in a battle and we choose which voice we're going to listen to. Do you want to listen to the voice of that voice that says you'll never make it or the voice of the one that says, Hey, we're in this battle and we're going to win this battle. We choose which voice we want to listen to. And I can tell you right now, I want to choose that voice that says, you're going to make it. You're going to do it. Oh, it might not be easy, but don't quit and keep pushing forward. Because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord and he is faithful and he's true and he's true to his promises. And he's going to give you the power to just push right through all these difficulties. That's the truth. That's the truth about our God. Well, I want to give you several examples today. So I want to start. First of all, I want to start in James talking about how powerful prayer really is. And that's James chapter five and And it's verse 15 and it says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. So the prayer of faith will save the sick. That is powerful. And the Lord will raise him up. It's not you and I who raise him up. It's the Lord who raises him up. What we do is we pray and we believe. Okay. Verse 16. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means that your prayers are very powerful. Now, look at verse 17. Because you said, well, you, you don't know. I don't think my prayers are very powerful. Well, look at verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And then he prayed again. And then it did rain. Well, 
we know something about Elijah. We know that he was a powerful prophet. But we also know that when, after he called down the fire on these uh, sacrifices and killed 400 uh, false prophets to Baal with the sword, he heard that Jezebel was going to kill him the next day. And because he was a man, he wasn't God. Bible just said he had like passions as we do. He got afraid. He was exhausted. And the Bible says that he ran from Jezebel. And he ran and he ran so far that he got in the wilderness and he was under a tree. And he said, God, kill me. It's time for me to die. I'm no better than anybody else. Now, maybe you've already felt that way sometime. So what I'm telling you is this man, Elijah, this prophet, Bible just said he's no different than you and I. He had like passions just like we do. But yet he prayed. And your prayers are powerful. They're so powerful. There's so much power when we just look up and we say, Father, this is an impossible situation. What can you do, God? What can you do, God? And we open our situation up to him and not just our natural means. It's good to do everything you can in the natural, but so many times, friend, and you probably already found this out. The natural is not enough. We need the hand of God. We need the supernatural help from our father who loves us so much. So go with me to Genesis chapter 18. And this is talking about the prayers that Abraham prayed. Okay, because God was going to destroy uh, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's where Lot, his nephew, Abraham's nephew, lived. And Abraham found this out, that uh, God was going to send the angels down there and that he was going to bring fire on Sodom and Gomorrah and that every, everything there was going to be destroyed. And so Abraham, he begins interceding for Lot. Now, the word intercede means to step in between. So here's God. He's saying, I'm going to destroy everything in Sodom and Gomorrah. And I know Lot's there, but I'm coming with my fire to destroy that place forever. And Abraham stick, steps in intercedes and says, but God, would you save the city for this number, that number, this number, that number? And so we see in uh, Genesis chapter 18, verses 20, verse 23, it says, and Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And then um, Abraham begins uh, interceding and, and talking to the Lord about what the Lord would do. And verse 32 says, then he said, let not the Lord be angry. He's still talking to the Lord. And I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 
should be found there. And, and the Lord said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way. And as soon as he finished speaking with Abraham and Abraham turned to his place. So the prayer was over and Abraham had said, if there's just 10, would you not destroy the city? Well, the angels go down. They discover that uh, there are not 10 righteous. And so they're going to destroy the city. But look at the power of the prayer of Abraham for Lot. And it's in verse chapter 19 and it's verse 16. This is talking about Lot. And while he lingered, the men took a hold of the, his, his hand, the angels, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside of the city. So it was the prayers of Abraham that saved Lot. Now, of course, that was a horrible, horrible situation, but that is that is how God best shines is in horrible situations, his miraculous power and that your prayers are so powerful. You know, you might be saying, but that's Abraham. He's the father of faith. Well, Abraham, yes, he is the father of faith. But the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So the one who Abraham was talking with, he has not changed. So he's able to touch us now in this century, just like he touched and delivered a lot through Abraham's prayers in that century. Jesus did not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, I just want to tell you, many, many years ago, I mean, this was many years ago. We lived in the United States. And um, I didn't, I, I was just raising our little boys, trying to keep up with Rick and, and traveling on the road and having, being pregnant, having little children. I wasn't spending a great time in my Bible, a great time in prayer all the time. But one morning at 4.30 in the morning, I woke up and all I could do was pray and intercede for one of my relatives. That's all I could do from 4.30 to 6.30. That's all I did. I couldn't do anything else. I just, I just laid there and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for this relative. 6.30 in the morning. We receive a phone call. This very relative they had been broken into in their apartment. A man who was accused later of several rapes and murders had come into my relative's apartment, had uh, stolen, had tied them up, but did not touch my relative, did not kill them. But every other place that he, this criminal went to, he raped and killed. My prayers that all I'm doing is praying for two hours. They were so powerful. 
glory to God. They held back the evil of that evil man who came in to kill, steal, and destroy from my relative. But the hand of God, through prayer, the hand of God stopped that criminal from killing and from raping. That's how powerful your prayers are. You say, well, that's very graphic. Yes, it is. But God is very powerful and he's very real. And through our prayers, he has so much power. He can hold back evil. And that's exactly what he did. Was it? I mean, I prayed, but it was the power of God. And I didn't even know why I was praying. Do you see what kind of instrument you are in the hand of the Lord? You might not know that you're an instrument in the hand of the Lord. But I'm telling that you, you are and that your prayers are powerful and that your prayers can absolutely hold back evil. You can be like Abraham. And if somebody's trying to touch your family, your husband, your children, your parents, your friends, your loved one, your job, you can stand and you can intercede and you can say, no devil, I know my power in, in prayer and I know my God and I take authority over you right now in the name of Jesus and you will not steal from them. My friend, we have that kind of authority and we have that kind of power in prayer. Because when we pray, we become a worker with God. We become one who says, God, I agree for your will. Your will is that my family not perish. Your will is that my daughter, that she will, she will be protected in that dangerous situation. Your will is that my husband would be delivered from drugs. Your will. You see what I'm saying? We're connecting with the will of God. And through our prayers, as the Bible says, remember it says, and that the will of heaven would be done on earth. When we pray and we, we recognize our power in prayer, we're agreeing with the Holy Spirit and we're agreeing with the will of God. Is it the will of God for your, your loved one to be delivered? Is it the will of God for your, for your friend to be saved? Is it the will of God that this person have a job? Yes, of course it is. And you step into that place as the intercessor with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, agreeing with the power of the Holy Spirit and agreeing with the power of God's will. And you become the one with him praying down the will of heaven on the earth. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to give you some examples Look with me in Acts. This is amazing. Uh, Peter was thrown into prison. This is Acts chapter 12. It's verse 5. 
And Peter was thrown into prison. Oh, it was terrible. He was arrested in verse 4, and they put him in prison, and they delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him in, intending to bring him before the people after Passover to, to kill him. And Peter was therefore kept in the prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. All right. So Peter's in prison and he's in these stocks and he's held by these soldiers, but constant prayer is going on for Peter in the church. Well, I'll just tell you what happened. So Peter's in this jail. Well, first thing happens, which is a miracle because he's supposed to die the next day. He falls asleep. Who falls asleep when you're supposed to die the next day? But the church was praying. He falls asleep. An angel comes inside of this prison, his prison, says, Peter, wake up. And this, the Bible says that his stalks that were on his hands and his feet, they fell off. That the door of the prison opened up. He and the angel walked out of the prison. Peter's so asleep. He's, he's so uh, uh, unworried. He's walking out with the angel. Now he's standing outside of the prison. And he realizes what's happened to him. That an angel delivered him out of that prison. The Bible says that Peter went to the house where they were praying. And they're praying and praying and praying and praying. And a girl answers the door and she, Peter says, it's me, it's me. And she is so overwhelmed. She thinks that it's Peter's ghost. <laughs> I think this is so funny because we pray and pray and pray. But when the answer comes, we're like, is this really the answer? And that's what happened to her. And they, of course, they let Peter in and he told them everything and he was saved by the angel. But why? Because the church interceded. The church stood in the gap, working with God, bringing down the will of heaven on earth that Peter would not die the next day and that he would be delivered from that prison. That's the power that your prayers have. Don't let the enemy say that your prayers aren't powerful. That's a lie. He doesn't want anybody to pray because he knows that when we pray that we're working with God. All right. Now, Another verse, Philippians 1, 19. What a powerful scripture we have in Philippians 1, 19. Well, it says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Paul's writing this and he's in a terrible prison through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, scholars say that this prison was really a horrible prison and that there was that Paul was standing in sewage. Death surrounded him. Rats climbing on the sewage. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible place. And Paul says, For I know 
that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ through your prayer. Well, I want to tell you that the prayers they were praying for him were so powerful that in this terrible prison, terrible prison, Paul writes the book of Philippians and the word joy in the book of Philippians or joyful or rejoice is in there 19 times. You say, how could Paul rejoice in a prison like that? How could he be writing this amazing book? There's so many things in Philippians that are just amazing. How could he have written this revelation from the Holy Spirit in such a terrible, terrible prison because of the prayers of the saints? It says because of the supply of the Holy Spirit, but it was he also said because of the prayers. That's how powerful your prayers are. Oh, my friend, don't diminish your prayers. Don't say that your prayers aren't powerful because that would be listening to a lie and it would also stop you from praying. I'll give you myself as an example. Many, 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 many years ago, I was like in college and the Lord says to me one night, he said, you have a friend that you went to high school with and he is suffering a disease and that's all he said. It, and, and I understood that it was kind of a life-threatening disease and that's all the Lord said. Do you know what I thought in my mind? Well, my prayers aren't very powerful. Well, I'm not going to do anything. Do you know what happened? A few months later, about a couple of months, I read in the paper that my friend, who God talked to me about, died of a long-term illness. The Holy Spirit was saying, Denise, call this person. Pray for this person. My mind said, my prayers aren't very powerful. I didn't even pray because I minused out my prayer power or my agreement with God by listening to the wrong voice. Friend, your prayers carry much weight in the kingdom of God. When we pray the will of God, we pray the word of God. We align ourselves up. We say, Holy Spirit, I want you to use me. I don't, I'm, I, maybe I've never done this before, but because of what, what I'm learning, that I have power and I'm not going to listen to the devil and I'm going to pray your word over this person and I'm going to work with God and I'm going to pray the will of heaven down on the earth. And we offer ourselves like that as an instrument, as a service to make a difference in somebody else's life. Well, you can tell by these examples that Lot's life was saved, that 
uh, my relative's life was saved, that Peter's life was saved because the church prayed, that Paul's life in, in that horrible prison was able to write about such revelation. You can read Philippians after this program or, or this week sometime, read it because it's amazing. He was able to write that. He was able to write about joy 19 times because of the prayers that were being prayed for him. And that's the power that you have. And I just want to take these few moments right now. What is it that you need to pray about? I want to agree with you right now. Father, Lord, I don't know the needs of the people who are listening but Lord, I agree with them. I agree with them right now. Just agree with me. If that lost loved one, that she would send laborers to that person to hear the gospel. We claim their soul for you, Lord Jesus. We come against the enemy that's trying to destroy them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we hold the blood over that husband who's gone, gone thinking not right, doing not right. We hold the blood of Jesus over him right now. We ask you to save him. We ask you to bring labors to him right now in the name of Jesus. To that child that's in trouble. Father, right now by our own will, we step in between the enemy's plan. And we say, no devil, you're not taking that child. No devil, you can't have that child. I hold the blood of Jesus over that child. And I say over that child right now that, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. Father, I thank you for the power that we have with the Holy Spirit to pull down strongholds and to make it a big effect on people's lives for the deliverance and seeing the power of God in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're out of time. Please let me know how this program is touching your life. And I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. 
This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 